Hey, man. What's going on? Have you ever heard of John Rufo? John Rufo? Yeah. Uh, nope. I don't have anything. Uh, I think we need to get it out of the way right at the beginning because every time I've heard his name since I found him, uh, I think of John Ralphio. Different okay. guy. Different, Different guy. guy. <laughs> not We're not same. going to- the word. <laughs> We're not doing that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is still the worst. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, no, he's uh, don't don't get too far out of yourself. He sucks for sure. Yeah, different guy. Also, um, different person. He's not Johnny Rufo. Uh, same name, John. Wouldn't but you add the NY, the NY Johnny Rufo. Who's Johnny Rufo? It's not uh, him. Uh, he was uh, a finalist on the third season of the X Factor Australia. Um, is that who we're doing the episode about, or is that Johnny Rufo? <laughs> That's Johnny. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Johnny, not this is a different guy. I, we're pretty sure, at least. I mean, could be. Jury's out. It's possible. They got the same name. It's just an extra two letters at the end. Johnny. He's in the third season John of Rufo. X Factor. Of the Australian X Factor. Oh. Um, and he was a fine. I didn't realize that every country had their own. Do you know that? <laughs> they you know, just they got keep like Ireland's them. Got Talent. We all got our own. Yeah, I mean, every country's got some talented people, right? Well, I mean, I know they have talented people, but I didn't know they had their own. I didn't know they had TVs. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know other countries had things. Uh, you didn't know other countries had things? No. <laughs> I was waiting for you to react to that. You were just like, you're just like, yeah. And looking at whatever you're, are you looking at X Factor winners over here? What are you looking at? Yeah, I actually at? got an episode you of got X a Factor playing. Yeah, I got a picture in picture. Hey, I don't know what you're doing on your commute this morning, but are you ready to learn about every winner of X Factor in the last 10 years? I have a family who put their houses on the line for me, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> What is that thing on your ankle? It's where I keep my Twizzlers. <laughs> Guilty person says what? What? Hey, take it away. <laughs> take That's away. it. Don't act like what you ate was salsa. Okay. <laughs> it is what? Salsa. No, shut it's up. Literally salsa. Shut your mouth. It says it on the can. Things I learned last night. Uh, anyways, so uh, Johnny John Rufo, Rufo, Johnny Rufo w- was on X Factor. Yeah, yeah. John Rufo, a uh, different guy. Uh, so John Rufo, uh, he is uh, the perpetrator of the one of, if not the largest uh, bank uh, uh, fraud in American history. Uh, he had uh, stolen. I want you to listen back to the sentence you said. Just when I'm imagining the moment, whenever this comes out. And you the just amount of and us, you say, is that what you're saying? yeah, but also the word structure that you went with where you said he's the perpetrator or one of the of the <laughs> biggest bank fraud in the United States. <laughs> like if you cut out all the us, the sentence still didn't make sense. <laughs> the us so make it make more sense. He defrauded you say, the uh, bank. Yeah, so he oh, oh it, not just the bank, all the banks. <laughs> Uh, just about every bank. Oh, <laughs> capital B bank. I <laughs> see what you're saying. <laughs> Not the bank, the big B the big bank. bank. <laughs> the big big, the big B bank. <laughs> That's a church joke for uh, 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 ex evangelicals. Really uh, yeah, uh, he had stolen from just about every bank you can think of. Um, if if they were One banking in the mid nineties, uh, then he defrauded them. Uh, to the tune of a little over three hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, what does that tune sound? Like? 
da, 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 da. <laughs> That's what three. You're telling me that three hundred and fifty million dollars is the Family Feud theme song. It's family fraud. <laughs> I was fast. I'm really proud of you. Sorry, it's family of fraud. <laughs> so he robbed every bank. How? What? Uh, yeah. What is he just typing in Coke rewards points and redeeming them for cash <laughs> in the nineties? I don't know. Uh, we'll get to that. But the more interesting part of the story is the fact that when he was convicted, uh, the so whole, he's caught. Spoiler. Yeah, he got caught. He's in court. He gets convicted, guilty, and the guards take him away into the back room and they do guilty. I don't know, whatever they in do in the courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. Was and he then, in Steve Harvey's court? <laughs> Have you seen Steve Harvey's show? I was only there because Family Feud. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say, I was like, I was gonna say, is it his show, Family Feud? No, it's Steve Harvey's <laughs> got a court show where he goes defense. Does he really? <laughs> he does have a he does have a court show. I was trying to combine <laughs> Family Feud and his court show. I had no idea he had a court. And he show. was gonna go uh, <laughs> defense, prosecution. Give me one player from each side, <laughs> and then. It's time to play fast guilty. It's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he does have a court show. It's pretty. Uh, we should get on it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Actually. Yeah, Ray and I've been trying to get on divorce court. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> if you don't know how the shows work, they're all made they're up. All fake. Yeah yeah, 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 but we really want to go on divorce court. Yeah, that'd be great. What a great time. Um, can you imagine uh, the church people on come up to your shows and be like, I saw that boy on an episode of Divorce Court. Yeah, well, it's better than cops. <laughs> you know, that stuff's real. <laughs> They're not casting for cops. <laughs> That's what you think. Uh, so, uh, he got taken in away court. into the back room. Yeah, of court and whatever they do there, they I don't know, put you in the orange suit and cuff you and. Oh, like he's been all the the charges have been. Everything's happened. They yeah. tell them you're going to prison. Seventeen years. He goes in the back room and now is the point where all of the uh, the judge and the jury and the executioner. They all party. <laughs> I don't know what they do. You don't know what happened. I've never been to a court like they this. all uh, pass around uh, cheesecake that's been sitting out for a little <laughs> yeah, while celebratory you know, cheesecake. So it's soggy little congrats done. All right. Yeah, court well, is done. <laughs> and the defense is not celebrating. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all angry. They're, they're really all upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all eating bologna. Scones. Old bologna. <laughs> <laughs> Old bologna. <laughs> so you're saying in the American justice system, <laughs> Steve Harvey says, "All right, guys, let's play fast. Let's play fast. Guilty. All right. Guilty person says, "What? What? Hey, take it away. <laughs> take That's away. it. You uh, guys get to eat this old yeah. <laughs> prosecutor's cheesecake. <laughs> Defense. Yeah, old baloney. <laughs> That's with his mustache. Yep." <laughs> It gives they just do they pass it out by the slice? Yeah, they've got the little the little I don't know what you call it that little plastic. I know that package. We all knew we were all there with the round bologna package. You just gotta nothing else is packaged like bologna. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, so they take him in the back room and then everyone else his defense attorney. Yeah, uh, says excuse me, judge. uh, uh, We had a uh, uh, a self surrender agreement, and the judge was like, excuse me. And he turns to the prosecution and he says, is this 
true. Do you guys have a self-surrender agreement? Uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, we did do that. Uh, and Wait. so let me explain. Uh, so in certain cases, it's relatively common for uh, the, the judge to grant a self-surrender to the guilty party. Uh, basically what that means is they get to wear an ankle monitor for the next month or so to take care of their affairs and then report to prison for their sentencing. If you have a lengthy sentence or like a crime like, I don't know, you stole $350 million from a from few every dozen bank. banks, um, then they usually don't let you do that because <laughs> they but say... They, they, the defense <laughs> negotiated this? So the defense... So the prosecution came to the defense early in the trial and asked for some documents. And the defense said that they would comply if they... Yeah, they negotiated. Self, yeah, That's how they works. gave a self-surrender agreement. A self-surrender uh, is essentially in certain cases if uh, you have like a lighter sentence, but you're going to have some prison time, they might grant you a self-surrender to allow you to go handle your affairs before you're gone for a couple years. Sure. Because you probably have some stuff to take care of, right? But if you have a lengthy sentence and you've done a serious crime, like the robbing $350 million worth. Typically of, doesn't happen. Yeah. They're typically like, yeah, you probably like, if we let you go, you're going to be, there's a risk. There. Yeah. Yeah. And so they don't normally don't do that, but uh, the prosecution had arranged a deal with the defense early in this trial yeah. to get some documents uh, and in exchange for those documents, they would grant and the way in court it works. It's a lot like <laughs> Pokemon cards Yes, yeah. where it's like, I'll give you these documents in exchange for, I don't know, letting my guy off scot free <laughs> and they're like, uh, but it's like it's like a, it's like when you buy a used car on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you got to negotiate, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you get yeah, going yeah. hot, like oh, I want him to not have any jail time at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then so you're gonna be like, okay, well, hold on, we obviously can't just let him out scot free. <laughs> what if? What if we did twenty four years with? No possibility of a death penalty, and they're like, "Yeah, but we kind of want the you know, the risk. If there's no there's no chance of a death penalty, why even try the case?" You know? <laughs> what like, am I here for? Wait, are you the are you the defense? <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, but I want to know that my work matters. I want to yeah, know that I, I save saving someone. a life." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what if he's got like a month? Yeah. After the sentence to. Just do whatever. Do what uh, to <laughs> handle his affairs. <laughs> How many affairs did this guy have going on at once? Are you a defense attorney? <laughs> you seem dumb. You know, you seem uh dumb. If I'm going to be honest. Uh, so they granted it. They have long signed documentation. How long of a stay? Sign, signed documentation about a month. Um, uh, so he's had a 17 year sentence. He's going to have about a month where to he's going to wear his 350 million. <laughs> and we're back to the age old debate. If you had a month. <laughs> so he so uh, he has to wear an ankle monitor at the yeah. end of the month. He has to report back to prison to just live there for 17 years. Um, so it's like a rumspringer, right? Did Which is say? the Amish have where they get to live. Oh, you know, and we decide if they're going to go back or not. Yeah, actually, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Except for monitored, and you have to. And you have to. It's not well, a you don't have to, because he didn't. Um, so he gets his ankle monitor. Uh, he goes and 
spends 30 days cuts his leg uh, off <laughs> sidebar uh, never tells his wife about the whole self surrender thing. Uh, oh, I thought about the her. whole thing. <laughs> never like he was her. like, hey, I'm going to work and then he's going to his trial. <laughs> like he never tells her that he stole all the money, never tells her that he's gotten arrested and there's a trial and he might spend a lot of time well, in jail. What he's been telling her this whole time is that he's being like wrong. I'm a manager at Duncan. Babe. I got to get up early. <laughs> you know, those donuts don't make themselves. I got to get there at 4 a.m. He says he's been wrongly convicted and yeah. they're fighting it. And so when he was at a sentencing, they got hearing, the wrong guy. I'm the one serving time. Well, the guy who really did it's on X Factor season three. Like, how could this even be, babe? And uh, he, he said out of his his sentencing trial was like an early trial. Like he just lied to her, went to this trial where I mean, if it didn't go his way, he was going to prison for 17 years right after it for all he right. knew. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to trial. I'll be back this afternoon. Um, well, then he comes back and she thinks it's still an open trial. Like who knows what's going to happen uh, and with an ankle bracelet on though. Yeah, yeah, uh, and she didn't. She wasn't like yeah, what's that just, about they're just like they want to keep a little better track of me. You know, like yeah. they want to know where he, he was like, oh, I saw this at the mall. There was one of those kiosks. The guy said my ankle looks weird. If I wear this, it would look less weird. Yeah, it's a balance <laughs> thing. It's like a, <clears throat> I'm going to go for I'm going to go on. A, I'm going to go on the run I'm for a run. You remember um, when I pulled my hamstring in football in high school? This is like it's supposed to help that. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, what they yeah. said. Yeah, it balances. Yeah, you know, you know, you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, the month goes by and uh, it's time. It's time to report. And so he does it beep on the day. <laughs> it in the morning goes doop, 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 doop. Good morning. It's April 28th. Come back to prison. <laughs> it's your prison day. <laughs> Happy prison day, John Rufo. <laughs> <laughs> Says his name and everything. It's the Siri voice, though. But what year was this? This is the 90s. It's 98. Very primitive. Very. <laughs> Hello, John Rufo. <laughs> it is prison day. <laughs> prison. Place the family feud. It's like, the family feud. Uh, so yeah, it's 98. Uh, he rents, uh, he rents a car and he asks, he tells his wife, Hey, I want to take you to your chiropractor appointment. Normally she would take the subway. They live in New York and she's like, I'll just take the subway. He's like, I'm going to rent a car to drive and you to the chiropractor. He's like, he's like, no, I'd like to drive you to the chiropractor. No, I just rented this car <laughs> to drive me to the chiropractor. Yeah. Really passionate <laughs> about your spinal alignment. Well, he told her that his car was in the shop and he's like, he's like, I just really want to spend some extra time with you. Like, let me take you. Uh, to your chiropractor. So he does that and drops her off at the chiropractor, pulls by the Mar- U.S. Marshal's office. Um, it's a Saturday morning. There's like an attendant at the door and he's like, hey, I'm supposed to get my ankle monitor off today. And the guy just does it, just takes his ankle monitor off and lets him go. Doesn't ask any questions or what? <laughs> get ID or anything. He just gets his ankle monitor off and then no the, ID or anything. The last what do you think? <laughs> let me ask what you think the process should look like. Do you think he needs to give his ID? Yeah, you, I'm sure. Like, Let me I'm make sure. sure this is your ankle monitor. <laughs> I'm sure what happens is you come in and they have to check, like look you up and be like, oh, are you supposed to get this off? What was his plan? Like if they did do that, like if he just went to the US Marshal Office and he was like, I got to take this off today and they were like, bro, well, you got to go to jail. Bro, you got to go to prison, man. <laughs> I don't know what his plan was. I don't know, um, but I've got a feeling I do know actually and we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do know. 
and then I've always known <laughs> and then he goes to the bank. Uh, one of the banks he defrauded uh, and we get our last video that anybody's ever captured of John Rufo. Oh, first of all, saw the creepy faces in the yeah, background. That's him. <laughs> okay, this is eight an ATM photo. He pulls out $600 from the ATM and at the end of this video, he actually looks up at the camera and smiles at it and it's the last time anyone's ever seen John Rufo. No um, way. And uh, hours later, he was supposed to report to jail. Obviously didn't. His wife's just at the chiropractor. Yeah, she's getting aligned and uh, she has no idea he's supposed to be at prison that day. And so she actually gets a phone call from the FBI and they're like screaming at him at her trying to figure out, hey, where's your husband? And he's like, she's like, I don't know. He went to work after he dropped me off at the chiropractor. Did you check the Duncan on 53rd? <laughs> That's where he told me he goes every day. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they ended up investigating and a couple days later they found that rental car in one of the extended lots at JFK and to this. So day, with this money. Yeah, he boarded a flight. <clears throat> presumably somewhere to anywhere. He had six hundred dollars. Can you buy a plane ticket with cash? Yeah, I think so. Especially back then you could you well, know, back then you could. Yeah. I'm saying I think so now. Can you now? I think so now. I don't know why you couldn't. It's money. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> thinking this is why you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure you can. I don't. I don't see why they could. I mean, I see why they might want to not, but I don't see how they could legally say no. You can't buy this with cash. Like that. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. You know. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> they found that car at that lot, and it that was 1998. And to this day, no one has any idea where John Rufo went. Um, the FBI, he's on the FBI's 15 most wanted list um, and uh, they still haven't found him, but like how is he making it? <laughs> There's a lot of questions there. There's theories. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. Uh, if you like our show, make sure to leave a podcast review in whatever platform you use or if you're on YouTube, drop a comment. Uh, if you want to listen to another episode, my favorite right now is Jose Canseco. Uh, it's this guy in the MLB who really brought steroids mainstream for the sport and did a lot of other just absolutely insane stuff. And there might be a little bit of aliens in it. So check that episode out. It's one of my favorites. But thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. <laughs> and look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, it's that time of year again, which means every night you wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold, and so you get a bunch of blankets, and then 
and you wake up a couple hours later and you're burning up. So you take all the blankets off and repeat the cycle all night long. Well, I got good news for you. Miracle Made has the solution. Miracle Made has silver infused fabrics that are inspired by NASA that makes the sheets thermal regulated and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So if you need to be cooler, it helps keep you cooler. If you need to be warmer, it helps keep you warmer. And it's that same silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, which means these sheets stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than traditional bed sheets. So no more gross odors. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today and whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Let's, let's look at the backstory. I think we need to start with the backstory. Okay. So John Rufo. Where's his wife now? Uh, in... I don't know, New York or something, probably still. She's just she's stranded at the chiropractor. <laughs> she's been stuck at the chiropractor for well, 23 I'm years. thinking that day. All right. So he just leaves his wife at the chiropractor. Yeah. Goes to the US Marshal Office. They take off his ankle monitor. Yeah. Goes to JFK. Yeah. Long term parking. Yeah. Which they never check, by the way. Yeah. And then your car is not safe at long term parking. No. And then dips out yeah. with the $600 cash. And Which he probably used most of that on his flight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm wondering. He didn't have access to the 350 million. Uh, there's theories. There's theories. Okay. Uh, so so uh, let's look. Let's look at the backstory. Right. So he was born in Brooklyn in 1954. Uh, wait, how did I say that before? Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> no, it was the Bronx. The Bronx. The uh, Bronx. Brooklyn's the same. Brooklyn. Uh, so he was born in Brooklyn in <laughs> 1954. Uh, and you saw that picture of him. Uh, he's uh, the best way to describe him is George Costanza. Uh, <laughs> he's got look at his eyes, dude. Yeah, he's got male pattern. Looks like he mace. had pink eye when he came to this thing. <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like a cop in my hometown. <laughs> you know, just like I imagine a police officer yeah. in a town of three thousand people with zero crime. A former coworker of his described him as. Um, he's kind of like a computer nerd, and the thing with most computer nerds is once you get to know them, like at first they're kind of awkward and uncomfortable, but once you get to know them, they're actually kind of nice guys. But not John Rufo. He was really rude and awkward the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's got male pattern baldness, little mustache, uh, and uh, he's short. Is this the picture they use for the most wanted guy. list? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Anyways, so he uh, was a computer nerd his whole life. Loved computers um, from an early age. Uh, and when after he got married, he married his high school sweetheart. After he got married, he started a computer services company uh, okay. called CCS, uh, which stood for Cemetery Computer Services, um, <laughs> because uh, they were deals so good you'll die. Um, that's not Shut true. Up. <laughs> Uh, no, because his first his first client was a cemetery. They digitized all of their paperwork. 
um, which was really early to do that. Yeah. Like they were ahead yeah, of the yeah, game, yeah. Yes, early 90s, um, doing that. And over the course of the next few years, they kind of blew up doing this for a lot of clients. Um, and he got to the point where uh, he made a relationship with IBM and became an IBM reseller of IBM computers. Okay. Um, and kind of his big break that really exploded his company uh, was he made a deal with Philip Morris, uh, which you may know from popular brands like Marlboro or uh, just about every brand of cigarette, actually, and Juul. Um, they do it all. Uh, so a very, very large company, especially in that time. That was before we realized cigarettes were yeah, really bad. That was when we were allowed to have cartoon camels be like, hey, kids, why don't yeah. you try smoking? Yep, exactly, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, massive company made a deal with him to supply all of their computers for the whole company. Wow. And so it was a huge deal, um, and he was uh, just reselling IBM to them forever. Yeah. Uh, while doing that deal, he made a relationship with a guy named Ed Reiners, uh, who was an uh, executive at Philip Morris, um, who uh, they hit it off, became really close friends. Um, and everybody described it as a very odd relationship. They couldn't figure out why Ed and uh, John became friends because Ed, um, he is your stereotypical, like, college frat bro turned Wolf of Wall Street. Cool like, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not just n- like the, <clears throat> not cool, but like the. Like, thinks he's cool. Like, womanizer, douchey. Yeah. Like, Drives a convertible. Super rich, like, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Full of himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, works out eight times a day. Right. Uh, right, right, right. But for some reason, him and John became like best friends. And John was like the opposite of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eats. Yeah, it's like us. <laughs> One of us is like rich and hot and works out every day and is just rich. And the other one is. Um, uh, married, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you have going Works for on you? computers every day. Works on computers every day. Uh, for eats, now. Eats salsa for lunch. No. Uh, don't act like what you <laughs> ate was salsa. Okay. <laughs> it is what, salsa. No, shut it's up. It's literally salsa. Shut your mouth. It says it on the can. What Tim ate for lunch. Where's my camera? What Tim <laughs> ate for lunch today. And this is what he's eaten since, I don't know, we were in. This is a college person thing to eat. Tim buys 25 cent cans. Are they still 25 cents? Has inflation gotten nah, to Yeah, they're like Pato? 72 now. Yeah. So little cans of uh, tomato sauce and uh, I say tomato sauce. I mean, it's like it's just tomato sauce uh, with a little bit of spice in it. What's it called? El Pato El Pato stands for the duck. Yeah, El Pato tomato (laughs) sauce Mexican hot style, right? It's so kosher, good. though. Look at you. It's so uh, and then he takes notch- all the bottoms of every can are rusty like that too. Brandy, they, they straight come up, rusty. They really are though. <laughs> and uh, and then he uh, he just pours that into a bowl, mm-hmm. and then uh, takes nacho cheese Doritos, <laughs> and then dips those nacho cheese Doritos and eats that food. I'm telling you. And then you. he comes in here and he goes, "Ugh, I don't know why I feel crappy 24 <laughs> seven. I don't know why." I- Sorry, let me say this again. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel crappy twenty four seven. Okay, first of all, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know why I feel terrible all the time. Go to go to your local Walmart. They will have it in stock. It's in uh, where all of your international foods are in that aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be you'll find it. They've got three different flavors. Yellow's the best. Um, yellow's not a flavor. <laughs> you can't say yellow is the best. <laughs> yellow's the best. You can get like four cans for less than four dollars. And then go bag. You used to be able to get four <laughs> cans for a dollar. <laughs> you used to. When we were in college, you would go buy those. You had, a, you had a, your closet at Evangel was full of these. It was. It was. I constantly. Our pantry had, when we lived together had. I usually had about twenty on hand. Yeah. Now I have about ten. Um, <laughs> Progress. Same price. Uh, but and then go get yourself a family size bag of Doritos, and sit down and eat that. Feel what you just said. So Listen to what you just said. That's a that's a that's a, a bit that I used to have where I'm like, yeah, I knew I was overweight because I always ate things and everything I ate said family size on it. That's a that's a I was four pounds, dude. Once you ate, and then for dessert, just eat a dozen cupcakes. You're not gonna live forever. I'm just nobody's gonna live forever. You're not either. You gotta uh, die of something. I'm telling you guys, go go buy some, eat it. It'll change your life. It's not bad, but it's not it's worth very good. doing extra work. If you're going out of your way to do this, don't. It's great. It's so good. Give it a try. Uh, it's part of Tim Stone's Get Well Quick Trick. Yeah, there you go. And if you go to elpato.com/tillin, <laughs> you can use promo code the yellow one. What are you doing right now? I'm emailing them. <laughs> You're emailing El Pato. Yeah, they don't check their email. Look at their rusted cans. I don't think. Dude. I don't think. I don't, I don't think they have email. <laughs> they have an email. Send them it's a not, hard letter. It's not elpato.com. Elpato is the brand name. Their company. I don't know if you can see it on here. I can't remember the name of the company. I follow them on Instagram. Why? Because I love it. It's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the brand. Name. I follow them on Instagram. The only account I follow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this guy uh, Ed Reiner's and him become really good friends, uh, and everybody thought it was for some w- reason was odd. Yeah. Um, well, come to find out, uh, Ed got fired from Philip Morris, um, and so he was hanging out at the office with John, and they were working on a new business idea together. Oh, so Ed did not work there. Well, he did work at. Philip he Morris. used to, but he got fired. He got fired. And then he was just hanging out as if he worked there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like him, him and John Rufo started working on a new you business idea. <laughs> yeah, I work here. Yeah, no, you don't. I mean, I I'm here every day working. What are you talking about? Yeah, You've seen me. Yeah, you see me here every day. <laughs> uh, so uh, do you they, think you do that at McDonald's? Do you think you could do you think you could do that? Like McDonald's would be a lot harder. They have uniforms. Yeah. Find a place that doesn't have uniforms. It has to be like relatively large. Like I feel like the smallest Place could be like a Walmart type place. That's true. Like it would have to be a place where it's like you might not know every employee. You know, like you probably see him around, but like you might not. You might just assume, oh hey, that's just a new guy. You know. Okay. But like at a like McDonald's, I don't think there's there's enough people on a shift. It's too tight, tight quarters. I think. Okay, probably. Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. I'll do um, it. <clears throat> uh, so. Uh, they started looking, working on this new business idea that was going to be this computer software platform. They like had all these ideas for it, but they didn't start like actually working on it. Right. They just were like brainstorming this idea, um, and they thought it was kind of crazy. They're like, "This idea, kind of crazy." Uh, <laughs> That's what they said. 
but they were, they were known <laughs> around the office as uh, they called it Project Star. Uh, uh, and so what they were doing, what they started doing is they would go um, uh, to all these different banks um, to pitch the idea um, okay. to try to get a loan to get Project Star off the ground, right? Um, what was Project Star? Uh, let me double check. Hold on. Give me one second. Project Star dot com slash <laughs> Project Star was this idea for okay. Imagine a yearbook, but it's online, right? <laughs> and what if you could look up old classmates and you could see if they were married, mm-hmm. single? Yeah, it. We want to make high school reunions obsolete. <laughs> That's our mission. Uh, so I was wrong. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with software. Uh, <laughs> Barbecue place, uh, you know, <laughs> close. Uh, they were trying to produce smokeless cigarettes. Oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah, and so uh, they were going to go back to Philip Morris and uh, 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 like a vape pen, kinda. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. Or they were just trying to figure out how to make cigarettes less cancerous to people around them. I think maybe more like that. Okay. I think maybe that was more the idea. I think because because I think around then, like you started having this like. There was this new trend of, hey, smoking is really bad for everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so they were trying to get ahead of that. And so there were cigarettes that weren't going to have any smoke. Um, crazy idea. I don't know how that would ever work. And they're going to the bank, right? And at that time, they were still smoking in the bank. <laughs> and like, look at this. You look can't even see this. my face right now. Yeah, all yeah. this smoke. Don't your eyes burn? <laughs> yeah. That's why his eyes were red in that picture. <laughs> uh, so they they went to this bank. They pitched the idea. And they got a thirteen million dollar loan off of it. Like the bank was like, "This is a great idea," um, and they walked out of that that meeting saying, "That went way better than we thought it was going to go." Um, well, yeah, we expected three thousand dollars. <laughs> we expected them to say, "This is a stupid idea. This is never going to work." Um, and they, they got, walked out with thirteen million. They walked out with a thirteen million dollar loan uh, to start this business. Uh, and so instead of starting the business, they just started spending all the money. Um, not on business stuff, on limos and partying and all this stuff uh, during the workday. So he's supposed to be working. John and Ed go to a club and drink and party and all that stuff. And then club during the daytime. Yeah, and then that is rough. Five o'clock hits and they go home. He goes and home. They're to like, his all right, class America house. Time to go back to my wife. Watches the new episode of Seinfeld. Time to go wife. back to my high school sweetheart. <laughs> Hey, wait, babe. Long day at Duncan. Tell you what. <laughs> Duncan was crazy. And today. he's just drunk. And he's like, so I've... drunk. I can't even stand. I was such an exhausting. Day. I got to sit down. I'm so dizzy. I, hey. <clears throat> and you sit down. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't. I need you to sit should, down. You should, you should sit down. <laughs> you know? You are sitting down. <laughs> You are literally sitting down right now. I sit down. <laughs> You're sitting down already. So the there's they're blowing all this money. Oh yeah, and then thirteen million dollars, and, and the bank's like, "Hey, you gotta pay that back." Yeah, the the then they get a bill for a thirteen million dollar loan, like their first payment. They're like, "Oh, that's a lot of money." Uh, so they go and they say, "Let's get another loan. Let's go pitch this to another bank." And they did it, and they started just paying every other bank with another loan. 
and they just yeah. started going down the line. She was floating thirteen million around. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, it totals over three hundred fifty million dollars worth of loans that they got from dozens of banks all across Manhattan. Um, because apparently, everybody like apparently they were really good at pitching this. Uh, like apparently, they had created a great. But I mean, if you pay off deck. one of them, you're only owing thirteen million dollars. Well, it wasn't the concept. What was happening oh, but was they, they were weren't paying going, it off. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, they were yeah. going and spending, and then they were just paying the the, each the minimums, bill, the minimums as they were coming through. <laughs> with, You're with making a minimum payment on a thirteen million dollar <laughs> loan, and then they were just living crazy lives. They're like, you know what? Don't we worry about it. The government's going to forgive all this debt eventually. <laughs> they have to. They have to. Yeah. What are they going to do? It's three hundred fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> Like, what are they gonna do? What, what are they, they gonna, gonna do? do? They can't stop us. I work at Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna say? You gonna pay us three hundred fifty million dollars? Yeah, I'm never gonna have that much. What money. are they gonna say? We'll just get a loan. <laughs> we'll just get another loan. Hey, <laughs> smoke with cigarettes. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Exactly where I'm going. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ready? Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if we're thinking the same thing, this is gonna be beautiful. If not, it's gonna be really weird. Okay, one second, one second. We gotta turn the sound up. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. I love that you got it from <laughs> It was a tell. It was a good tell. Oh, it was it was so good. It was a good setup. <laughs> Hello, sharks. <laughs> We're looking for three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> it's a small donation. Uh, so, uh, here's the thing about when you take out three hundred fifty million dollars from dozens of banks across yeah. Manhattan. The FBI Did says. Talk. The, well, the FBI says, "Huh? I wonder what they're doing. Let's take a look." So they got audited, um, and the FBI Does was the like, FBI do that or was the IRS? I don't know. Or the CIA? I don't or know. the DIA? Or the DEA? Or the, or the <laughs> FDA? Or <laughs> or the NCAA? <laughs> <laughs> or the WNBA? <laughs> or the WWF? <laughs> or the KY three? <laughs> Because we care. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so we're uh, off track. Uh, so this is what whoever, they try to do to the FBI. What, the FBI is like FBI. <laughs> you mean FDA? FDA. And they just try to like <laughs> they try to pass around. Yeah, they're trying no, to. No, we're the FBI. We're here to ask about the three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> 
Hello. Hello, FBI. <laughs> Hello, FBI. <laughs> okay, so the FBI is like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah. your cigarettes are still smoking. <laughs> yeah, those are some pretty smoky cigarettes you're smoking right there. Uh, so uh, they get audited and they both get convicted, um, arrested. I should say they both get arrested. <clears throat> um, but they're—I mean—they're—they're they're both putting their names on this. Yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, they both get put up on a ten million dollar bail, uh, which is like, which they're like, pull it from the account. <laughs> like, hey, could I get like two days? I just need to go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get put up on on ten million dollar bails, um, and uh, Ed doesn't have anybody who can pay it, so nobody pays that ten million. For Does Ed. John? So Ed gets stuck in there. John. Who does John know? John's family goes, and they said. We can't get 10 million, but they came to the judge. John's and they family said, goes to the bank and they're like, we've got an idea <laughs> for smokeless cigarettes. They get $13 million. All right. They go pay his bail. Yeah. 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 And then with the other three, they start a business. This is like real life. Have you watched? Did you watch uncut gyms? Uh, no, I uncut gyms. The whole movie is he's just paying off one debt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with borrowed money from another uh, person, you know, and it's just like a fast bit. Like it's yep. all in that little it's just anxiety the whole time. Yeah, it's so stressful, but that's what this that's what this is. That's what they're yeah. doing. They were just borrowing yeah. more to borrow more. Mm-hmm. Well, his family, they uh, they have no idea that John's doing this, mm-hmm. his family, and so his wife who he's been married for 17 years. He's like uh, goes. They just arrested me for no reason. Yeah, I went to work at Duncan today. Yeah, will uh, you pull out money from my 401k. <laughs> so John's wife goes to their family and they come to the judge and they said, hey, we can't give you $10 million, but what if we offer up our, our houses, all of our homes as collateral? Oh. So they put up his and his wife's home. They put up his parents home. They put up his parent like his wife's parents home and his aunt and uncle and two sets of her aunt and uncle's homes. Um, so it was nowhere near 10 million, but it was enough homes where the judge was like, okay, if he was going to skip bail, on this, there's like, enough people who are going to lose like, their homes that they're going to find him. <clears throat> yeah, and also it's like that's his mom and his mother-in-law and his anybody wife. who would help him. Yeah, skip bail. Yeah, these are all like the closest people to him. Yeah, and so it's pretty unlikely that he's willing to screw this many people. And even if he is, like, they're the most likely people like, that would help or be able to find him. So they they allowed him to come out on bail, um, which was pretty unusual. Well, and Ed was like. Me, me too. He's like, <laughs> and no, Ed. They're like, Ed, you don't have a family. Everybody who loves you left you because you suck. Yeah, I have a family. <laughs> I have a family who put their houses on the line for me, <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> Gosh, that's good. That's good. Hey, thank you again for listening to this episode. Making sure that you don't miss one in the future. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
YouTube. You'll get an alert when we drop a new episode. And if you want more, if you want something a week early, you want to be part of our Discord, more access to us as creators, uh, you can support this show on Patreon. It helps us go a long way. Nothing that we're doing is possible without our Patreon supporters. If you want more information about that, please text Tillin to 66866. Thank you so much for being here. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, today I'm having one of those days where I'm just about at the end of the day and I'm thinking, man, I wish I had more time. Have you ever had a day like that where you're like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day? But that got me thinking, what would I do if I had more hours in the day? And the reality is most of us would probably fill it up with the same stuff and at the end say, man, I wish I had more hours in the day. The reality is, if you're not making time for the things that you want to make time for, there's other stuff that's going to squeeze its way in, and you're going to find yourself wishing you were spending time on other stuff anyways. That's where therapy can be helpful. Uh, Having someone you can talk to to say, hey, what are my priorities in my life, and how do I make those priorities in my life, and someone who can hold you accountable to keeping those priorities priorities. I know my counselor and I have been on a journey for a few years now, and it's been so helpful to have someone to talk and sort through life with. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I say this a lot, but I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's 100% online. It's designed from the top to bottom to be convenient. Uh, And you can fit literally any schedule. Speaking of schedules, BetterHelp fits literally any schedule. So it's super valuable for people like me (laughs) who have a hard time fitting things into their schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So John gets out on bail. Yeah. Um, and while he's out on bail is when they make this deal for the mm-hmm. self-surrender. Um, <clears throat> so fast forward the story, goes to prison or gets How convicted. How long between arrest and uh, that uh, trial was this whole process? Do we know? Because um, what Ed's in, in jail the whole time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually, I think, is still in jail. Um, we uh, could get him out. <laughs> they go run through the woods in Tennessee. <laughs> you can make it through the Barkley Marathon. <laughs> then you could have your freedom. <laughs> what if that's what the Barkley Marathon was? It's all the prisoners from that prison. Yeah. And it's like anybody who makes it to the end. No, hey, you're treading on some real dystopian nightmare <laughs> stuff. So maybe. Um, let's see. Uh, it was uh, a long time. Uh, I think he got arrested in '96, and '98 was when that yeah conviction happened. That's so what I, think I was it was wondering. A long, like, a long period. Uh, and so uh, he leaves, and uh, 
The FBI is trying to figure out where he is. The marshal's trying to figure out where he is. No one knows. On bail? He doesn't know. No, this is after. This is after. After, after, after the okay, conviction. Okay, okay, yeah. And he fly, flies somewhere. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. Well, they're trying to figure out where he went. Um, and uh, they have like nothing to go off. Of. No leads. Because and even the family has no idea. The family's not not helping. And so um, they had to do the the FBI did the only thing they could think of, which was the only collateral they had. And they seized all those homes. So his wife, both of his sets, his parents, his in-laws, his aunt and uncle, and then her two sets of her aunt and uncles all had their homes seized because they said, well, maybe if we do this, he'll come back and be like, I can't put. Okay. So imagine I'm saying, imagine aunt and uncle, right? Yeah. Imagine that you've worked your whole life. All right. Yeah, Cause all these people are elderly at this point. They're, I'm saying we worked our whole lives mm-hmm. and then uh, my brother's kid wife, my brother's my kids, my brother's daughter's husband is an idiot. Yeah. And you like I barely over. know him. I see him at Thanksgiving every once in a while. Sure. And I don't like I don't like he's weird. I don't like him. right. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, kind of rude. I, I, how <laughs> I would describe him is he's like a computer nerd, you know, and sometimes you meet him and you're like, this guy's kind of nice, uh, but he's just not, you know, and he kind of sucks, but like we really love her. She's our niece, you yeah. know, and so I mean, I guess there's I guess no we'll way he would really mess us up this much and take yeah. our home and then the government shows up at your house and is like, hey, and yeah, yeah, Turns out, you know how you thought he sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he does. does. Turns out he really does. So yeah, and they uh, the the police just showed up and was like, "Hey, you guys are moving." Yeah, and they're just like, "Yep, give us this house." <laughs> yeah, they literally they like showed up and they said, "Hey, you guys have an hour. You're moving." Uh, and then they changed the locks and like that stresses it's me. So out. sad, and, and to me, like I don't know that, that part of the story frustrates the heck out of me because it's like. I don't know. Like I know that that was the case, and technically that's the that's agreement. The rules. You knew what you were signing up for. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like there comes a point where like you just kind of have to be a human and say, as, as when you're the judge, like you gotta be like, yeah, like these people didn't do anything wrong. John did. <laughs> well, but you don't know if any of these people are helping him be gone. I think at this point they knew that they didn't because because like they've taken them all in for questioning. They've done all this like they've they've sure. done all their leads. I think at this point they knew But if he's still got access to all this money. Yeah, well, okay, so they did. Uh, they were able to collect at the point of his arrest um, about three hundred and like thirty eight million dollars. Yeah, uh, so there was about 17 million that was unaccounted for. Um, so they probably spent a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's probably still some other money that they uh, don't have a paper trail for, which we can get to that. I, I guess maybe now's a good time for some theories. Uh, there's <laughs> five theories about what happened. Oh my to gosh! Okay. Um, first, uh, he left a suicide note on his dining room table when he left. Um, the problem with the suicide note, note though, is that uh, his wife doesn't believe it. <laughs> uh, she said it was it was super cold. And like, and even like some like psychologists have read it and said that this doesn't check out as a suicide. Yeah, note. someone who this is a like you're covering up for. Yeah, you're trying to make everyone think you killed yourself um, because like <clears throat> he it's very cold. He says he reached his breaking point, um, but then other than that, he says he like he had no choices. Uh, just understand like this is me beating them um, and he decided to give himself to God. 
but didn't say anything about like the relationship. Like didn't a lot of a lot of didn't mention Ed. Didn't mention Ed. A lot of them. A lot of times in suicide notes, people will apologize for yeah, making it. I'm really like sorry he didn't I did apologize. This. Like it was just he's doing this to beat just the like, government. Yeah, I'm gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I am out of here. So don't uh, bother looking for me. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna I find me because I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so nobody believes that not even his wife. Um, the next big theory is that he's just hiding out in plain sight um, that he's living somewhere in the country and probably had changed his appearance a little bit. You were going Duncan after this <laughs> and is just kind of living his life. They say now he'd be 67 um, and he's just trying to blend into the crowd these days. I mean, that would make probably sense. took a few million dollars and is living off of that cash money. Um, and is just I mean if you needed to disappear and you shaved and then just gained 50 pounds mm-hmm. you would yeah. not be yeah. as recognizable shave your head like shave a shave whatever facial hair you have go to the plastic surgeon or just hit yourself in the face with a brick a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like yeah, just break your nose. That's cut what off one of your do. ears. Uh, as they brick themselves <laughs> in the face, uh, but here's here's the interesting part about this. Uh, this will sound familiar to you uh, because a few years ago in 2016, uh, the U.S. Marshals received a tip that someone thought they spotted him uh, at an L.A. Dodgers game. Uh, what? No way. And there is a video from the game. He was in the second row behind home plate. Uh, a man who looks. Similar oh, yeah. to him, yeah, to really what tell. he would look like if he was <clears> older. You know, really tell. The, he looks like a hit in the face of the brick in this picture. <laughs> you know, I love they blurred this guy's face like it makes a difference. As if it wasn't you know? already super. They were like, "Here's a super blurry photo. Uh, let's really make sure that no one identifies this guy." That actually, the other guy was holding up like a little. Plate this looks in front like of his face. they took a picture of their TV on the Nokia phone. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was there was no shot where someone this looks in. like a picture you'd look at and you'd be like, yeah, there's a face there. Like where you would show somebody like there's a ghost. You see it's a face. You see the face mm-hmm. like that's what this looks that's like the guy. Well, uh, <clears throat> they ended up contacting the Dodgers figuring out what seat that was and who purchased that seat uh, and they found that guy and the FBI went and uh, they got him to agree to get fingerprinted and so he got fingerprinted the issue was it wasn't a match. So this guy, while he looks a lot like him, he doesn't. You can't. I don't know if he does or not. <laughs> I mean, look at this. He kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And look at that. He kind of oh, looks like him. Yeah. Like he looks like if someone went to Party City and got a John Rufo mask. Like you know, like you you know those really baggy like JFK masks, like or Nixon masks. Like that's what this looks like. Like you, if you wanted How to look like this, guy. if you're watching the L.A. Dodgers game and there's someone wearing a Nixon mask behind home plate, though, you know, yeah, I thought I'd be like, that's John Rufo. The mask mandate is still in effect. I gotta, I have to wear this. Um, yeah, so that that lead came up empty, but there's been a long running theory that he's just out here somewhere in the country, just living off cash, yeah, and laying low. Um, Obviously, far away from his family and friends and everyone who ever knew him. Um, so L.A. would check out because he always lived. What in if he's Brooklyn one of the police life. officers in Mount Vernon? Where <laughs> I was like, he looks like a cop in Mount Vernon. 
You know? Well, uh, I'm Brad. I'm Brad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm Brad. <laughs> I'm Brad. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because there's a picture of him that has sparked a lot of controversy uh, of him with the FBI and to his uh, left right there. He's holding a gun very is, inappropriately too. Well, to the left of him right there is the assistant is, director of the FBI. That's the the blurry face next to him. Yeah, who was also sitting next to him at the Dodgers game. <laughs> Same blurry face. Everyone's face is blurred. He's holding that gun. Is that a gun he's holding? That's a gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not holding that well. Yeah, he's got that up there. Like he he's got his finger kind of on the shot. trigger. Yeah. yeah, like he's never held a gun before. <laughs> that's that's not him. That's him. That's him. That's was he him. in the FBI? No. Uh, what is this? So this is a very interesting thread. Um, John will tell you, and he was uh, rather open with selling his computers. But he was rather open with his coworkers that he had a government contract that he worked on, and it was highly secretive. Um, and he would tell his employees, uh, "Is the conspiracy that the FBI helped him get away?" <laughs> so he would tell all of his employees. He would say, "Hey, I'm going to be working on this government contract. Please do not." Project Duncan. Me. And he would close <laughs> close his office door. <laughs> And he'd be in there for hours working on this. That's the that's the be, like. Of course, that's what you would do. Is you go, yeah. hey guys, <laughs> I'm working. On Nobody come over here. Secret. I'm working on very secret <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm working on super secret government documents. Uh, when Ed shows up with two women, they are with the FBI. Don't say anything. Just let them in. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Don't say a word. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he he talked. He was pretty open with the fact that he worked on a very secretive government contract, and he would let things slip a lot to say that like the work he did was like saving us from nuclear oblivion in the Cold War. Um, which, yeah, if it's true, we don't know. But what we do know is that the well, FBI do does have documents that they is did. That his tie is the same pattern as a hotel conference room. <laughs> The carpet, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that is. That is. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, well, the, uh, the, the FBI, FBI does like, have record of working with him. Oh, um, okay. What they, what their records say, though, is that it was um, minor computer work that he's obviously with them. What is unusual, though, is if he was working on some minor computer projects, why does he have a picture with the assistant director of the FBI? And yeah. why did they let him hold a gun in the picture? Yeah, I don't know why. When they, he clearly doesn't know how to hold it. Doesn't gun. know how to hold a gun. Um, with pointing like, it straight up with his finger in the trigger. Yeah, and he's got the tack team. Like they've got like this is an, a serious FBI team. Is there a full picture of this? Yeah, there. I mean, there's more people in the picture. I, I, I want to see if, the context if it's possible. Um, yeah, let me. Because this is obviously this is zoomed in. Yeah, let me see if I can get that. And is that how tall the assistant director is? <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously sitting down for the listeners. <laughs> this is your cousin Jim Jam. Yeah, he does look like a freaking look how big his eye sockets look in that picture. <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses, I hope. If not, he's got two big dark circles for eyes. Holy cow, man. Looks like a little goblin. So yeah, so the theory uh, here is was that they helped him. He did something for the FBI. He was like, I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Yeah, and so they helped him. They helped him He's get like, out. Let Ed take the fall for it. Take mm -hmm. my aunt and uncle's house. Yeah, well, yeah. Who cares? Uh, 
but he knows the assistant director. Uh, well, a picture with somebody doesn't mean they know them, but yes. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I have to keep making that distinction because you see how many politicians get destroyed from people who are like, oh, look, he's got pictures with this person. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but if someone comes to my show and takes a picture with me and then does something insane. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean that, that doesn't like, mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just took a picture with them, but I mean, like, I don't know, like how often are how often does the system like here the FBI have an FBI say, hat? Yeah, and take a picture with us. Hold my gun. Like, like it's it's unusual. It doesn't seem like something you would do for just some guy who did some computer work for your agency. It is a little odd that he. Yeah, but computers was new. It was a new thing. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I I think it's I think it's odd that he got this picture, given the work that the FBI sure. he did. Um, if he did something closer, I bet I'm sure he embellished. But I, if he did something closer to what he said, it would make more sense that he got this picture. But if all he did was sell him some computers and set them up for him, to me, that makes no sense. Like mm. why he would have this picture. Um, but anyway, so the theory is that the FBI helped him get off with it because there is that missing money. Yeah. Um, and if he does know the director of the FBI, just paid it off. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll cut you. Yeah. I'll cut you $7 million if you make me disappear. And the FBI would know how to do that. Um, I'm sure they do it all the time. Um, they help people disappear. I don't know if they help people disappear, but they make them disappear. Mm. You know, they can say you don't exist anymore. Have fun in New Mexico. Uh, <laughs> John Rufo, <laughs> or should I say John Ralphio? <laughs> Have fun in Indiana. What are uh, the other theories? We got two more. Yeah. So the next theory is that the Russians are hiding him. Oh, uh, so some always comes back. To <laughs> so this was uh, Cold War era. Uh, this this was end of Cold War era, right? But uh, there was a it, this uh, uh, when he was working with the FBI. There is a storyline uh, that he had worked with the Russians. Uh, like what he was supposed to be doing for the FBI was uh, he was doing it for Russia to take Russia down. Oh. Like he was he was a double agent for Russia. Mm. Um, and there was an interesting uh, segment in the story because his employees retell that there was a moment when he was working on that government contract when there was a set of two people who had desks from the government that were working with them. But they said that he, they both those people had very thick Russian accents and they both wore holsters on their ankles with guns in them and they wouldn't talk to anyone. I'm glad you clarified guns. <laughs> holsters <laughs> on their angles for Twizzlers. <laughs> One guy just really was a big snacker, a you know, reaching down Twizzler guy. gobstoppers down there, you know? Uh, so, um, and they wouldn't talk to anyone. They would just come in, do their work all day and leave and they had their little little guns, um, but they had thick Russian accents and so okay. the theory is that he was a double agent and he had ties to Russia and Russia saved him Yeah, and they shipped him off to Russia and they said, you're one of us now. Say goodbye to John Rufo. You're now John Russia. You're, okay. Uh, and the evidence for this is a picture of if you're an audio listener, you can't see it on the screen right now, but it's John Rufo and Putin next to each other. <laughs> um, so in front of a burning building, it's um, it's they are. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It goes hard. Oh, man. Uh, so both shirtless for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, clearly not their torso. Yeah, yeah, photoshopped. <laughs> uh, 
the other theory is that he moved to Italy with help from the mafia. Uh, I was going to wonder if the mafia was going to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. He is Italian. He yeah, because he would pay a, them off pretty easy. He comes from Italian descent, but it's more than that. Uh, his barber was Italian, and actually, uh, a few years after John disappeared, his barber moved back home to Italy. Uh, also, uh, his office, John Rufo's office, uh, was in the same building of uh, this restaurant where a uh, famous uh, mob boss by the name of Paul Costello uh, was gunned down in this office or in that restaurant, uh, yeah. like very famously, while uh, John Rufo still worked there. Uh, and so some people think that he might have been connected to that because employees said that all day, even prior to the event, he was acting very erratic um, that day as if he knew what was going to happen that day. Like he's walking around yeah. the office and be like, oh, something's going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like, like they hear these tire screech and he's like, turn on the news. And then they hear all the shots and it's like, would you, would you know something is happening here? It seems like, um, so, so there's theories that he was connected to the mob. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all theories and the idea is that the mob helped ship him off to Italy. Yeah, um, the, no, we already covered this one. The at, oh, that was the, the FBI. My bad. The addition, same thing. <laughs> the addition to this one that makes it a little bit more credible is his wife said that during that month where he was supposed to self surrender before he self surrendered, um, he said that she said there was one time that made me think maybe he was planning on doing something weird. And it was for dinner. He said, <laughs> "Can we have lasagna?" <laughs> and I was like, "You never ask for this." <laughs> He said, I just want to try it. I just want to. I want, I've always wondered. I just so want the lasagna. <laughs> I wondered what life would be like if all I ate was lasagna. <laughs> Before I go to prison. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The trial hasn't happened the yet. The trial is still pending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. What is that thing on your ankle? It's where I keep my <laughs> Twizzlers. <laughs> so his wife, his wife said that what he. One time he just randomly was like, Hey, uh, what if we moved to Italy? And she was and like, she's like, he's probably in Italy <laughs> because one time he was like, what if we moved to Italy? Well, no, it was during this period yeah. before he left. Oh and yeah. Dude. If I disappear, he just Ray's going to be like, you know where he's always wanted to go. <laughs> A cruise ship <laughs> was this pizza place in North Kansas city. <laughs> Me and Tim drive past this pizza place. All the time on our way to lunch, and every time we go, oh, we need to try we that. Try that. We so try I'm that. saying, if I disappear, you're yeah. gonna go to the police and be like, he's always wanted to go to that he's, pizza yeah, place. Yeah, he always he also plays this video game called The Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, to this day, no one's found him. He could be in Italy. He could be in Russia. He could have paid off the FBI. He could be dead. Honestly, he's 67. Like he could have died of natural he causes. He didn't by look now, healthy. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or. Uh, he's just living in plain sight out there in the world. He could be, he could be in one of the cars that drives by. I was literally, <laughs> oh dang it! I hate that you did that. I was literally about to be like, uh, I mean, he could be. Look out your window right now. Yeah, he. Could, I could be one of them. <laughs> he could be across the street in a window with binoculars, watching you open up your briefcase. He could be. In the Appalachian Mountains, you know, 
Do you know how many marathons you'd be allowed to run if you had seventeen million dollars? <laughs> the entry fee is a dollar sixty and a pack of smokeless cigarettes. Oh, wait a wow. minute. Anyway, I really think what happened is he paid off the director of the FBI. Yeah, I think I, what I happened really is the devil helped him do it. <laughs> Satan. He was like, please, Satan, dear Satan, dear Satan. <laughs> if you get me out of this, I'll give my life to you. I'll give you thirteen million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle off, John. <laughs> Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker. And graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.